Hello, everyone. Uh, it's been a while since I posted an episode with a guest, but here we are again. In this episode, I sat down with Phil Giovanni, who is the sales director for CDW Small Business West Region. Like myself, Phil moved from Chicago to Arizona, and he's very much enjoying the weather, especially this time of the year. Uh, we talked about his sales career at CDW, his time as sales director for SCC, his advice to the reps who might be struggling in sales during the pandemic, and lastly, what advice he would give to sellers who are trying to create long-term sustainable relationships with their clients. This episode was recorded on March 7th, 2022. I think you are going to enjoy this episode. And as always, thanks for listening. All right. Hey, Phil, how are you? Good morning, Paul. How are you? Good, good. So thanks again for uh, joining me on this uh, podcast recording. Really appreciate it. I know it's, uh, uh, it was quite uh, some time for us to get this on the books, but uh, I'm glad we're, we finally have this here. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your patience, too. I know it's been calendars are, are tough sometimes to, to get together. So I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah, of course, of course. So as a way of uh, getting started, can you walk us through your sales career here at CDW? Yeah, I I'd love to. And I, I think I've shared this with some, but I'm happy to share it with more. So I um, started at CDW in 2001. And um, the way I heard about CDW was I actually worked for a small um, advertising firm and I was um, a seller there as well as the graphic designer. So a very small, very small company. And um, I, part of my responsibility was to purchase what was needed for um, our graphic design team and uh, everything else that went with that. And I started buying from CDW and like a good account manager, um, uh, my account manager was recruiting for, for new people. So I took a look at it um, and decided that it was, was really time for a change. And it was interesting, a little bit different timing for me as I, as I know others have gone through it as well. Um, I had, this was, it was not my first career. So I was 29 years old when I started here. Um, I had two young kids. So my wife, um, Kim was, was good enough to say, yes, let's, let's do what we need to do to, um, to try something different. And we did. So I started out as a seller in corporate. So at that time, um, the only segmentation was corporate sales versus government sales, and that, that was it. And um, so I was on the corporate side, and I was a seller there for about three years. And then when the small business team formed, uh, I, I, I gravitated toward it. I thought, um, I had, here's an, an opportunity for me to continue to work with customers that I was uh, really most frequently working with um, as a, as when I was working in the advertising agency, and I thought this would be a good way for me to be able to connect. Um, I also knew that I wanted to be a leader right away. So my first manager that I had, even in corporate sales, I let him know that um, I wanted to become a leader in the organization. So uh, I was given a lot of opportunities to try something new, to be part of things from the ground up. Uh, and I really, really gravitated towards that. So I was in small business sales for about another two years and then became uh, what was called a mentor uh, and then a, a team leader and then ultimately a supervisor. 
Uh, and at that time, supervisors reported, or excuse me, account manager reported directly to the supervisor, and then the supervisor reported to a manager. It was a little bit different structure, but super thankful that it was because it gave me the opportunity to, to lead directly, and I really, really enjoyed it. So um, I did that, and then I became a sales manager in what was our, our SOHO team, and is now called the Sales Contact Center. And I spent um, almost 12 years in the, in the contact center, and we built that team uh, uh, expansively through, throughout the years. And it started out as just an inbound call center, and then, as you all know now, uh, it, it also has the partner sales contact center and a lot of different components to it. Really, really proud of that team. Really proud of the work that we all did. Uh, and it's, and it's, an amazing, it's an amazing group. And a, pretty integral part of our organization, if I don't say so myself, right, with sure. the, the opportunity for customers to get that good experience up front and then watch those customers grow throughout the organization. So I did that until um, 2017 when I became uh, the Small Business South Sales Director, and then, um, and then October or September of this year, excuse me, I came over to Small Business West. Um, and have, have been here, living here now since the end of October. That, that's that's great. my story in a nutshell. <laughs> that's great. And I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you were able to move down here to Arizona. I mean, you've obviously heard a lot of great things uh, uh, when you were back in Chicago, but uh, I think more yeah. importantly, it's the weather, right, that, that kind of gets you. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, like it is. It is. Yeah, it's definitely the weather. Uh, regardless of the temperature, it's also the sunshine. My wife is extremely happy here. Uh, my my kids are um, 28 and 24 and both married and have their own lives now. So our ability to come here and, and or excuse me, have the flexibility to come here has been great. And we, we, we love it. Um, I'm sorry to say I don't think that I will Go back to Illinois. I think uh, West is my forever home. Uh, so thank you for you know, the warm welcome. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, uh, you mentioned earlier uh, in your uh, in the first question that you, you did spend quite some time in SEC. So when, when mm -hmm. you were director of SEC, what has been more difficult and or surprising about starting an initiative within a segment? Uh, just to get uh, buy-in, to be honest with you. It, when you start something different in an organization the size of ours, it, it takes a lot of communication. Uh, it takes a lot of work to network and get people to understand the problem we're trying to solve or what we're trying to accomplish. And, and it's not because we, we are non-believers. It's just because everybody has a lot of responsibility in the organization. And to get people to you know, stop and listen when they have so many other things on, on their own plate uh, can be a little bit difficult. And we are a massive organization and we move fast. And to get that to kind of stop and pause for a minute and look at something differently can take a little bit of time. Uh, I've had, we had some really, really good leaders in the organization that helped us do that. Um, Jill Billhorn, when she had small business in the past, was a big, uh, a big advocate for the sales contact center and the opportunity to be able to do some different things with it other than answering inbound phone calls. So uh, I think really making sure that you have really good support um, and that you have 
a good business case as to what you're trying to accomplish and the opportunity that it has for the organization and for the customers. So th that's that would be the suggestion I'd have for people if they were looking to, to start something new. Yeah, yeah, and, and I asked that question because uh, in in our role, in my role as an account manager, you know, we do, uh, we have to do a lot of convinc convincing with our customers, especially for for new sure. initiatives. Yeah, so yeah, I, I think the uh, you know the question definitely is relevant for uh, uh, especially for you know account managers like myself trying to uh, convince customers. So correct. Cool, absolutely. Um, my next question to ask you is. Uh, a lot of people have uh, grown through COVID. You know, some people have struggled. Uh, what has been your approach and perspective, and how how have you turned that into an advantage? Yeah, that, that's such a good question because I, I didn't know any of these strategies prior to. Right, you don't. Nobody prepares for a pandemic or such a massive shift. Um, you know, in the workplace. Uh, like we've just went through for the past two years, but I'll share with you my perspective. And I think like most people, um, you know, I kind of dove in head first, like everybody else it was, you know, almost 20 years of going to and from the office, um, you know, outside of the challenges of a, of the pandemic, I, I felt like, well, wow, this is going to be it's going to be pretty cool being able to work from home and not having, and my Illinois commute was much longer than my Arizona commute. So not having to travel over an hour each way, you know, like I had for the past 20 years, I felt like was, was going to be, it's going to be good. And it was, and it is uh, the, the, what happens though, is we tend to, because we're such a, a highly motivated organization, we then tend to go in the opposite direction. And we end up sitting in that one seat in that one room for 12, 13 hours a day or however long it was and not taking breaks and not taking care of ourselves. And it really wasn't until right before I came out here, Paul, that I started to practice some things. So we're well over a year of doing that same thing until everybody started saying, man, you know, I really have to look at things different. I need to make sure that I'm getting up and that I'm moving, uh, and never have I experienced a time when both mental and physical health kind of collided, uh, and not in a good way. So it, taking breaks, absolutely, and none of this, I think, is going to be earth-shattering to anybody, Paul. I think we all know that we need to do this, but taking breaks, taking walks, um, anything that you could kind of relate back to when we were in the office and you'd get up and you'd go and you'd walk around and you'd say hi to people, those little moments are super important and you need to create them. And we needed to create them uh, in our work from home. Uh, I think that from a mental perspective, making sure that you are consistently um, taking mind breaks, you are, whether it is truly um, doing some kind of meditation um, or turning off the computer screen um, and speaking kindly to yourself and, um, you know, also speaking kindly to others, taking some time to make sure that you are investing mentally in, in your family or those closest to you are all really important. And I think the thing that I've learned the most over the last couple months, and I will absolutely credit my wife, Kim, to this, 
um, is be grateful. Find things to be grateful for every day. We can get bogged down in everything that's happening uh, in the world um, and then even in our own little corner of the world in our workplace. There's been a lot of challenges with product constraints um, and there's and that creates more work for all of us, I know. And that can feel like that's the definition of your current or of your day in your current role. And it's really important to be grateful for everything that is good that's going on around you. Uh, it, you have to write it down. Um, keep a grateful um, you know, notepad or something near you where every day you have to write it down. I will say I'm about 50% right now. I write it down about half of the days, um, especially those days when my wife asks me, what are you grateful for today? So I, I think in, you know, to answer your question more succinctly, those are making sure that you're, you are taking time to take care of yourself physically and take care of yourself mentally. And the challenge with that is, is it is something else for you to do. And I realize that. Um, if so, if it takes putting it in your calendar, like I do, uh, I print my week out for uh, and share it with my wife so she can hold me accountable to go to the gym when I say I'm going to go at 6 a.m., or 5 p.m., whatever it is that I can fit it in, uh, that those are the things that I've done over the last two years and some of the strategies I've developed. That, that is such great advice, especially with, with finding time and, and looking for stuff to be grateful for. I mean, a lot of times, we can, yeah. you know, we, we forget the little things, right? Uh, and and, and um, I think writing something down that, that you're grateful for is, is uh, definitely yeah. important. Yeah, I would say the only thing I, I'd like to add to that is I think it's really important for all of us. Now, we're going to start getting back in the office, but still, I think it's really important for all of us to ask others how they're doing as well. Pick up the phone um, or whatever form of communication you're most comfortable with, with those people that you know uh, could use just uh, a hand and ask, ask them if they're okay. You know, that includes our customers, too. It's fine to ask them, hey, how are you doing? How's your family doing? Um, you know, everybody is super busy right now in our industry, in most industries, to be honest. But I, I think I would, I would ask everybody to make sure that, um, you know, almost every day that you're reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, how are you doing? Anything I can do for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Checking on, on each other. Yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. So uh, shifting gears here a little bit, um, in your opinion, uh, how can an account rep differentiate themselves from the competition? Like, how do you, how, how can someone uh, create some kind of uh, long-term su sustainable advantage as a, as a seller? Yeah, there, there is a ton. So let me see if I can just get a couple for you here, all to share with, share with everybody. Uh, we are, we're working on, a, first of all, any type of enablement that you can do to, to educate yourself on the things that our customers may be experiencing on a daily basis where you can add a little bit of value. So all of the things that we have out there, uh, whether it's self-paced or some of the things that are required, um, I, I think making sure that you're taking the time to really pay attention to those and go through them and treat them as a true learning experience rather than a check the box. 
is super important. And I know it's hard. You have your customers and your managers and everybody emailing you and, and have the, that also have demands on you. And it gets to be difficult to really stay focused. So whatever works for you to make sure that you truly use those enablement sessions as a learning opportunity, turn off your email, turn off your phone, whatever it is that you need to do, just make sure you're, you're taking those seriously. Um, the, the, the second thing, and we're doing a lot, uh, especially here in small business, to really make sure that our customer engagements are, um, uh, you know, are truly valuable for the seller and the customer. So as you're going into any type of either CDW overview, um, business review, or anything like that, make sure you prepare for those and you have those consistently with your customers. Uh, oftentimes we tend to jump into those and we spew a lot of information at the customer that may not be relevant to them. We're going to, uh, there's a lot out there already and we're gonna make it a little bit easier to grab information and put it together in a format that will be easily digestible by, for the customer. But you gotta know a little bit about the customer first, right? So make sure that you're asking and understanding the customer's pain points so that you can be more prepared for those engagements with the customer. And the second piece to that is consistency. Uh, it makes sure that you're consistently asking the customer, or excuse me, you're consistently scheduling those QBRs with the customer or whatever, um, whatever format works best for them and for you so that you are not only following up on the things that you've done together, but also what's coming up for them in the future that you can help with or currently that you can help with. So I think just preparedness to make sure that you are being most as, as valuable as you can to that customer when you do get the opportunities to engage with them. Now, those are pretty simplistic, I get it, but for long-term success, those are the things that we need to do to make sure that we remain relevant to the customers. It doesn't mean that we have to know everything, but it does mean that we, that's the best way, I believe, that you can find out what would, how we can be relevant for the customer and then get the right people involved to make sure that we can follow through. Yeah, that, that's... Um, that. Uh, yeah, I'll just add one more thing. Sorry to sorry, sorry to interrupt you there. The um, I'll go back to making sure that you're you are taking care of yourself so that you're fresh um, and that you can have those good engagements with the customer and that you feel like you know you're you're on top of that rather than chasing it. And that that just takes uh, making sure that you're taking care of yourself and that you're in a good frame of mind. Excellent. I, I love that. I mean, those are, uh, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you with, with those, um, those ways to, uh, uh, you know, gain that sustainable advantage, uh, long-term sustainable yep. advantage, uh, with your customers. Um, and I'm glad that they, I'm glad that you circled back to taking care of yourself. I think that definitely yeah. gets overlooked uh, a lot of times, but, um, at the end it's of the day, easy it to is, do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think it's the most important part uh, because if you're not taking care of yourself, I mean, it, it's definitely going to reflect on, on how you cater to your customers. Yeah. 
Yep, and I appreciate the question. It, it is it is a good one. And those are just a couple of things that I believe um, will always be consistent on how to be um, a, a really good seller and a really good partner to your customers. There are a ton of other ancillary things, and you know that, Paul, right? Like making sure that you're relevant on specific um, technologies or specific uh, challenges in the marketplace. All of those things are important as well. Um, but I think for consistency, those are the couple things that I would focus on regularly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Phil, this has been a great conversation. Really appreciate your time today. Um, if any of, uh, of, our, of my peers of, of the sellers want to reach out to you, uh, what would be a great way to, uh, uh, to do that? Yeah, just, just like everybody else, calendars are full. However, um, I am always available in any way, whatever works for you. Teams works great. Um, email works great. Um, calling my, you know, my office phone or my cell phone works great. I really am um, here to, to have any conversations anybody wants to have. To be honest, too, for anybody in the West, uh, I'm in the office now uh, probably three or four days a week. So if you're here, please come by and see mm -hmm. me. Uh, I'd love to, to, to sit and chat. But I will always make room on my calendar for anybody who wants to, to sit down. So any, any form of communication, uh, I'm, good, I'm good with. Sounds good. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. I'll stop recording now. You too.